African Dialogue, looking at different events in depth, discussing a variety of issues. What we see here is a clear violation of one, the right to privacy of Tiwonge and uh, Stephen. The position of Greenpeace is that it's been a disappointing meeting. Well, thank you for joining us. It's a new day. It is uh, Thursday, the final edition of the week of... of uh, it's Wednesday. I'm in a rush. I'm always thinking it's uh, the final day. Tomorrow is the final edition of African Dialogue. But today is Wednesday. Well, today we're going to be speaking about a very interesting topic, something that might be something that we don't actually make it a mainstream uh, subject on the African continent. But it's something that's becoming a growing concern because historically, suicide has been seen as something that had a low rate on the African continent. And now we're starting to see that um, uh, there is a reverse where we're seeing high rates of suicide rates and depression on the African continent. Something that's been coming back into the fold terms of the discussions that are taking place online. African countries have high rates of suicide and depression, but the issue is the fact that it's difficult to really pinpoint uh, the reasons why the World Health Organization has reported that the country with the highest rates of suicide is Kenya, with country as Nigeria and Ivory Coast surpassing the figures of European countries, China and the U.S. separately. South Africa is reported to come sixth in the highest number of suicides, with 800,000 people are taking their own lives every year. Well, to help us on this, we're joined on uh, the line by Tawanda Makombo, who's an analyst for the Center for Risk Analysis, and Hupulang Matie, who is a clinical psychologist who's with us under the banner of the South African Depression and Anxiety Group. Now, Hupulang, let me start this conversation with you. Thank you for giving us your time. Thank you so much for having me. Now, let's look at the idea of suicide as a whole. I know that we are going to just preempt this before we speak about the reasons why. The fact that Mm -hmm. we're starting to see on the African continent suicide rates going up, and we know that if we look at South Africa, it's also one of those countries that's struggling with this particular issue. Do we know the reasons why, or is it difficult, as I mentioned earlier in that intro, to actually pinpoint it to one issue? I think it is difficult to point it down to um, one issue, but I also think that we are the opinion that suicide rates are increasing, but I think what may be happening is that not so much that they are increasing, but mental health and these type of issues are now starting to get more attention. Mm-hmm. We, are, we are now able to get more information about people's struggles. Um, about disorders such as depression and anxiety. Uh, People are more willing to come um, report their difficulties, so then we have stats. 
but I think that it, it, it can be a bit um, confusing and, and we, we can come across as a bit misinformed as a society or, or as, a, as a continent that suicide hasn't been there. I think it just hasn't gotten the attention that it's getting now, you know, with social media, um, with the media reporting it and, and, and things like that, you know. But I think people have been struggling for a long time mm. in this, on this continent here with such issues. Now, let's look at uh, why this has been kind of a, a hidden notion, as you highlight, that now we're getting more exposure around issues of mental health and depression. And maybe suicide mm. is something that we've been ashamed of uh, to put in the public domain as an African society. Why is that the mm. case? I think it's a lot of um, fears and anxiety around being judged. I think it's our perception of what suicide um, and and mental health struggles represent. Um, As a society, South Africa particularly, we have a culture of surviving and not expressing difficulty. You know, if we look at historically at our at our context, we were a fighting nation, we, we just came out of a very um, difficult regime and it's almost like we have this culture of having to be strong. There's a lot of um, taboo and myths about if you speak about feeling suicidal, you're weak. If you speak about um, somebody in your family or in your circle of friends who has tried to attempt suicide, that you're making it worse. Um, And it doesn't just apply to suicide. I think it applies to a lot of mental health disorders. People who are diagnosed with anxiety and depression uh, can often feel like... um, Talking about it makes it worse. That is worse. That is one of the biggest taboos and myths. People feel like they're the only ones who are struggling in the ways that they are struggling, and so they become ashamed. There's a lot of shame attached to to not being able to to handle certain um, difficulties that we have. You know, we often tiptoe around the ideas as well. And and I think as a society, because we misinformed about why people struggle the way that they do, we then tend to become judgmental and then reinforce the person's fear or the people's fear. Mm-hmm. Let me come to you, Tawanda. Thank you as well for giving us your time. Um, very interesting view sites that uh, views that are coming from Hopulang there, because I like the fact that she's looking at this particular issue from a historical context. Because you know the issues of um, mental health, depression, and even suicide have been politicized and have been also socialized in a very, very skewed way on the African continent, Tawanda, is because, you know, when you think of suicide, it's linked to taboos on the African continent, isn't it? Yes, that's very true. Yes, that's very true. Like, um, you know, that issue is tend to be demonized, you know. People would think that if a person commits suicide, uh, probably it's because of a demon or something of that sort. But uh, instead of actually listening to those people who are desperate and understand them and uh, take them seriously, you know, look at those signs of, uh, uh, like, for example, there's a person, right, who has got some issues and uh, there's nobody to talk to, they will tend to have suicidal thoughts and they will need somebody to talk to and that problem will be solved. Yeah, but let's look at also some of those other issues that uh, were highlighted by Opulanga. You know, someone would say, are you 
the generation of today is just lazy. They don't want to work. They complain about unemployment. Mm-hmm. They complain about, you know, the the things that you guys are facing right now. But us, when we were in the struggle and uh, before we were decolonized as a country, we had to overcome so much. And you, of your generation, have so many opportunities today. But you guys are mentally depressed and you have mental illness. How come you guys are not as strong as our generation? And those sometimes are, are the historical sentiments that people refer to when they deal with these issues of um, uh, depression and, and mental illness, Tawanda? Yeah, yeah, you know, there are economic pressures that can push someone to actually commit suicide. For example, there's like unemployment, right? Uh, a person can be having responsibilities with a family to take care of and all sorts of things. And if if you can't meet those expectations, if you don't have a source of income to be able to take care of your family, then the next thing, a person will just think of dying, you know. And also, um, there are other people who have got so much debt, and it will lead to depression. Then the next thing, you think of committing suicide. And there are also societal pressures, which are like community expectations, you know, what are expected in the community at a certain age to have achieved. And if you don't have, like, if you haven't achieved that, mm. you feel like you're a failure mm. in the society. Mm. And the next thing, you're under pressure, depression, then you think of killing yourself. Mm. Coming back yeah. to you, Hopalang, that's very interesting to see that because with even the decolonized um, Africa that we're in right now, there are still posing challenges that are around us, which uh, can be economical and social at the same time. And we know especially the idea of how um, there are challenges around unemployment and the economic constraints that we're seeing on the African continent currently, that uh, some of these pressures are real for some people. Yeah, I think I think as a society, those are real pressures that, um, you know, going back to your statement of maybe the older generation saying those things have always existed and they were more able or better equipped to deal with it. I think also what we what we sometimes forget is how the African continent and South Africa um, used to have a sense of community that now in the capitalist society that we live in, we see it slowly falling away. Um, we, when you operating in a capitalist society, there are more pressures to be more independent. Mm-hmm. You know, your neighbor isn't um, uh, the way that it, it used to be. Your interaction with humans aren't sure. the way that it used you to could, be. For instance, you couldn't just before, you could just go to your neighbor and just borrow some sugar. Today, exactly. there's a taboo around that because that whole winter thing kind of has faded away slowly. It, now, it has fallen yeah. away. And I think we, we downplay a lot of um, issues in this country and and actually we, we we don't realize how much they contribute to then the how it trickles down to the impact it has on an individual so if I'm a youth and um, I'm, and I'm unemployed maybe a few years ago somebody could help me get through day to day borrowing of the sugar um, helping pay for my child's school fees or helping me put food on the table mm-hmm. today most people don't even know what their neighbor looks like. Mm. (laughs) And I'm unemployed. Mm. Um, There's there's also a lot of economic uh, pressures that have actually increased and gotten worse. Mm. 
So the issue of now that we are we, we are free and able to get educated, I may be the child or the individual who is the first one in my family to graduate and have a job. The issue of black tax. Mm. Um, and how much support systems are there for those individuals who are struggling? You know, mm. um, are, there, are there enough interventions out there to help people cope with the way that society is now changing? Economically, in South Africa, it's up and down. Um, a lot of graduates um, are, are not getting employed. A lot of people don't even get into varsity. You know, um, a lot of jobs that we have cannot sustain the demand of how much the cost of living is in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, misconception and minimizing, I would say, minimizing of mm-hmm. issues and difficulties. Mm-hmm. So that is not really on par with the context that we're in in 2019 as opposed to 1955, for example. Yeah. You know, the resources back then maybe were sufficient to the context of then. But what, what seems to have happened is that the problems have continued through to this, to this generation with maybe outdated resources, outdated sure. strategies. All right, let's look at that after the break because I think it's something that we can continue to look at before we look at the solutions in terms of how do we actually uh, debunk some of uh, those particular issues. Sometimes we run away from the fact that societal and economic pressures influence decisions that we make or even our mental condition. Sometimes we think uh, the pressure of depression is normal. Sometimes we think mental illness or the way someone feels is kind of normalized and we don't know to the to what point it's unhealthy to feel a certain way as a, as, a, as an African sometimes you think oh these pressures are just a norm it's an African experience and I have to deal with it and sometimes you run away from dealing with the stresses that come with those particular pressures but we'll look at that after the break Okay. in each and every one of us there, there is, is a purpose and grace it is up to an individual to, to realize, realize that, that purpose. Don't ever let somebody tell you you can't do something. Join me, Amanda Machaga, on Life by Design, where I will be talking to people who share their journey on how they discovered their purpose with the hope to inspire you to, to live, live your life, life by, by design. design. Tune in to Life by Design for your dose, dose of Monday, Monday motivation. motivation every Monday at 8 a.m. Central African Time and at 2 a.m. the following day. Life, life by, by Design, be the architect of your life. Only on Channel Africa, the African, the African Perspective. Perspective. Indeed, you are listening to Channel Africa, probably one of the only continental radio stations left looking at things from an African viewpoint. Thank you for joining us online. If you're listening to us on our website, we're on www.channelafrica.co.za. And if you're listening to us on our DSTV audio bouquet, we're on Channel 802. Uh, Thank you to also our guests who are giving us very interesting insights today to understand uh, the real pressures around why we're starting to see these high rates of suicide rates and depression and also issues around mental health is something that we're going to be touching on now. But as was highlighted by Hopolang earlier on is the fact that maybe we're seeing these uh, suicide rates not because it wasn't there before but maybe we're starting to centralize the issue of mental health and starting to see how uh, it affects the African continent. We've got Hopolang Matier who's a clinical psychologist who's under the banner of the South African Depression and Anxiety Group today 
and also we have Tawanda Makombo, who is an analyst, uh, analyst rather for the Center for Risk Analysis. Uh, let me come to you, Tawanda, because it's very interesting. You know, because we've normalized the idea of pressure and the fact that uh, we have societal, you know, challenges as Africans uh, that were highlighted by Hopulang. And sometimes you just have to get on with it as a, as an African. And sometimes your mental health is not something that you put first as a priority. Um, and, and that's become a norm, isn't it, on the African continent? That's why um, m- mental health is not something that we actually take seriously. Yes, that's very true. But you know, there are, there are also some mental disorders, such as like um, bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a change of mood and all that. A person can just be affected by that as well. You know, besides depression, there's, bipo- there's this bipolar disorder. So a person would would be in what we call that dark space. You know, where the only option left is suicide. And that's a problem. Like last year, there was a girl from Vets. She was staying in Bramfontein. She just killed herself. And when she was about to commit suicide, instead of people assisting her, people were busy taking out their phones to record the event before she jumped off the building. So you can see that there's no help. It's just disaster. And also... In terms of that, the fact that we don't know how to intervene, maybe we don't know how to interact with that kind of moment, uh, Tawanda, because it's not something that um, we understand. Your thoughts, Tawanda? Hello? I was asking is that, you know, the fact that you highlight that there were people watching this lady um, committing suicide is maybe because we don't understand suicide. We don't understand how to even interact with the situation when it's actually happening. Yes, yes, yes. That's very true. And, and, you know, you can actually see that there's a need for probably education and awareness campaigns. You know, they have to be intensified so that people can be able to know that it's important that when a person has got problems you have to talk to them you know rather than just leaving them just like that Hopulang, your thoughts, especially on the idea that it seems like we've normalized the fact that we don't know when we're not mentally healthy or when we're not in a condition whereby we can actually cope with our pressures around us. Because as I mentioned to Tawanda, mental health is not a very big topic in in, an African community. Yes, um, I think you're right. There's, there's a lot of information there that's not reaching people. I think the whole idea of increasing mental awareness um, and men- around mental health, not just mental illness in, in and of itself, but the, the, the importance of mental health. What is it? Um, and, and psychoeducating people. So, for example, I mean, interviews like this are helpful where we're hopefully reaching enough people where they, somebody listening to an interview like this has heard of the word depression, bipolar, or even that mental illness is a thing. Um, you know, a lot of people have misinformed and, and misconceptions about what it is. Do you even know what depression is? What are the symptoms? Um, you know, the, the few symptoms like not just the change in mood, but how, how much 
is an average human being supposed to be sleeping? So do you have insomnia or are you oversleeping? Um, Are you irritable half the time? Do you know what is causing you to be irritable? Is there a chemical imbalance, you know? And then we we, we left feeling helpless and hopeless um, because it doesn't feel like we understand what is going on with us and it doesn't feel like others understand either. So we're not getting to the consultation rooms, we're not getting to the counselor, psychologist, the psychiatrist. Um, when we do, sometimes there can be misdiagnosis mm-hmm. that happens, you know, which further then makes the, your prognosis poor because if you're treating the wrong thing and, and people are normalizing excessive symptoms of what is actually a clinical depression or um, an excessive anxiety disorder, um, then you're not even thinking that you need treatment, mm. you know. Um, and, and it goes to a lot of things like, um, in this country particularly, what is even the, the budget for mental health, mm. you know? Is it, is it prioritized tops down? Um, and and, and how is it trickling down to the individual? So does medical aid even cover certain treatments, you know, a psychological consultation? How many consultations does medical aid provide? Mm. In our society, if I'm not earning a lot and I'm not on medical aid, what are my options? There's just a lot of information that is not getting out there. We don't even know things like if you're unable to concentrate for a certain number of hours, it could be a sign of maybe you're you're anxious or depressed. You live with it day to day at work, at home and you're struggling with it and you don't you don't know what's wrong and you resort to just ending the pain or the struggle. For some people it's mm-hmm. self harming behaviors, it's overdosing, it's actually completing the suicide successfully. And, and it just shows you just the spectrum of um, the different um, uh, ways in which um, mental illness can manifest itself because it can mm. be mild and it can be severe. And I think yes. that's where the misunderstanding around it uh, comes, especially when uh, someone who commits suicide and you never expected it. I mean, I remember when the musician WHP committed mm. suicide, apparently everyone was saying, well, we never saw it coming. Yes, he would mm. say now and then that he's not okay or now and then he would just disappear. Or, but he was just a happy chap uh, because people thought you have to always be bedridden uh, for it Mm. to be uh, kind of uh, referred to as an an illness of sorts. Yeah, so there's there's a lot of misinformation out there, you're right. Um, If it's not overtly severe, if we don't see it in the ways that we're expecting to see it, um, if you're not on medication or if you're not making it to work because you're not getting out of bed, people then miss that you can still be Um, depressed, but functional, so the different intensities and severities of mental health disorders, Um, the little trays, so the the symptoms that you would then use to diagnose a person with the full diagnosis, but you can also need trays, it can be personality trays, it can be trays of the depression and not the full um, characteristics, you know, if you're quite an impulsive person, it's one of uh, the symptoms that you would look at for risk Uh, assessment, for example, but you may not meet the full criteria for the full disorder, but then if if you know uh, the criteria and the symptoms of a disorder, you would then be alerted to, maybe Hopalang is very impulsive, she's sad too often, um, maybe we should get her some help because she's at risk of Mm -hmm. making decisions that are irrational.
or not well thought out, you know. Um, South Africa, we have a huge substance use problem, huge substance dependence, pro- sure. dependence problem. A lot of suicide sometimes can be mistakes. you intoxicated um, and you make an irrational decision. You may have a substance use problem and you make an impulsive decision. Um, you, you may have poor emotional regulation, you know. Um, th- there's a lot of things that contribute to a person ultimately making that um, decision. Cases like the double HP where people maybe were, were not aware of the depression, it can be a lot of reasons. Maybe the person chose not to, 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 to disclose, but also the society, do we know the symptoms? Do we know the criteria? Do we know the difference between Hopalang being sad, having a difficult year, and actually being clinically depressed? Sure, we'll look at that. And, uh, you know, earlier on you were talking about how there are um, instruments um, within society that can be utilized, but we haven't really looked at how we can uh, deal with that. Uh, I'm talking about what action-based in- interventions are needed. And also, do we need also to have a, a policy focus on this particular issue? Because it's a, it's, it's a big topic and we've underrated it for so long. But if you're listening to us right here on Channel Africa, thank you for joining us right here on DSTV Channel 802 on the audio book. Okay, you with me, Benjamin Mushatama, right here on African Dialogue, where we contextualize the big issues on the African continent. Today we're speaking to Hupalang Madia, who's a clinical psychologist. Uh, today speaking under the banner of the South African Depression Anxiety Group. And we have Tawanda Makombo, who's an analyst uh, for the Center for Risk Analysis. Let me take a quick break. Now, when we come back, we'll look at interventions. What can be done to reverse this? Uh, maybe we can it's not just a, a one day or a one year process, but maybe we can t- start centralizing issues of mental health into our communities. I am an African. I owe my being to the hills and the valleys, the mountains and the glades, the rivers, the deserts, the trees, the flowers, the seas, and the ever changing seasons that define the face of our native land. Masterclass Africa, where great minds connect. An explorative one-on-one talk show that seeks to tackle issues of leadership and consciousness on the African continent and around the world. Masterclass comes to you every Fridays, 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock Central African Time. Channel Africa, bringing you the African Perspective. This is Channel Africa, South Africa's official international public radio station on internet and satellite from an African perspective. Guess what? You can now listen to Channel Africa using Silozi, Chinyanja, Kiswahili, Portuguese, French and English, giving you an African perspective. Hi, my name is Tandalunyan Zovo and you are listening to Channel Africa. We are Channel Africa from an African perspective. Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. 
Hey, for so long we've been spoken about outside of our own context. Speaking is always something that uh, we have never had the opportunity to do on, uh, on, uh, on platforms. And that's what we do here on Channel Africa. It's Africans themselves speaking on their own behalf. And today we're speaking about a big concern on the African continent, looking at the high rates of suicide in Africa. And uh, we have uh, great analysts and experts uh, just to assist us on uh, this particular subject. Uh, we have Hopolong Matia, who is a clinical psychologist uh, with the South African Depression and Anxiety Group. We also have Tawanda Makombo, who is an analyst for the Center for Risk Analysis. Tawanda, let me bring you back into the fold. You know, earlier on, um, Hopolong was saying something very important around the fact that we don't have, have systems to deal with the issues of mental health. When you speak about affordability, when you speak about whether people in communities have access to psychology, psychiatrists to psychologists it's a different thing also how medical aids uh, uh, cater for um, uh, therapy is also another story what can we do to actually have interventions action-based interventions uh, that can be even introduced through policy to deal with issues around mental health well the problem is that you know for people to be able to access psychologists that requires money and uh, with the high rate of unemployment, people don't even have like savings so that they can be able to visit such practitioners and get help. So that would be a, a, a big problem. And also when it comes to medical aids, you know, majority of black people, they don't even have medical aids. And that is a problem, you know. And then parents need to speak to their kids. You know, there are some kids who show signs, others don't show signs. But it's important that parents talk to their kids. If they have any problems, then they can be able to address them. And also, you know, there's uh, a need to intensify education and, uh, and awareness campaigns so that people can know that if you see a person probably who likes to sit alone and uh, those people who are, who are always complaining, and or that you can be able to talk to them and probably refer them to where they can get um, help. Hupulang, what are your thoughts on that? Can we do more um, in terms of dealing with this uh, problem? Um, I think I think it's it's, it's quite a broad answer. I, I agree with Savannah in the sense that. Um, the, the awareness campaigns need to be more. I think things like this shouldn't um, stop. We shouldn't have this conversation only on the Suicide Prevention Week, you know. It should be an everyday discussion that we continue to have. Um, I think the, the, the prioritization of, of government on increasing budgets for mental health so that people who aren't on medical aid can access public clinics and hospitals and that they're not long waiting list because there aren't enough of us professionals who can be in those structures. You know, um, a lot of a lot of professionals are there, but they aren't um, they aren't enough resources to hire us, for example. So a lot of us are in private spaces that then makes affordability a problem. Mm. Train more psychologists, train more doctors, retain resources in the country. A lot of professionals are leaving um, because there aren't 
positions, for example. Same policemen, teachers. You know, a lot of our rural areas and township areas don't have psychologists or counselors in the, in the schools, in the public schools. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the teachers aren't equipped to deal with these with these matters and difficulties. Tabang is addressing a very important point that parents need to be more attentive to their kids. But, you know, where then I counter that a little bit is parents can't do that if they themselves aren't aware of their own difficulties, you know. Suicide doesn't only affect adolescents. It, it affects a lot of um, adults as well who they who themselves haven't accessed, um, haven't accessed help, you know. So there's, there's a lot of training that needs to happen. Um, I think this country really needs to think about short, short-term plans of holding these difficulties while we're implementing the longer-term um, intervention. I think that's what's happening. The country has a lot of long-term uh, plans that then aren't sustainable for the short-term now, the crisis we're facing now. Um, students aren't being uh, getting into varsities now. The economy is at dire mm. strain now. Mm. You know, we don't have... 10 years for the person who's suicidal now, where can they go? Do clinics, do public clinics have psychologists? You know, does every area um, or per, I don't know, every thousand square meter are we covered? Do we have mobile clinics uh, while we're building that hospital or that clinic? But I also wonder, which is a very complex uh, question that I want to ask now, Hopalang, mm. which is the idea that maybe as a society as a whole, we also have a, a mental breakdown. You know, mm. I know that personally I had to stay away from, so I'm a media person, but um, I had to decide for myself to stay away from certain media platforms or have them um, just in a sh- for short doses um, because mm. of the negativity around those particular spaces. I, I remember just a few days ago where the State of the Nation address, um, the president of the country was being optimistic, speaking about we need to dream, we need to be optimistic. And, you know, that was kind of the narrative that he they came out with. But the, res- the national response on Twitter, on Facebook, on the, the opposition politicians, everyone is very pessimistic around those notions. So I, I, I was starting to think to myself, I'm like, are we a very pessimistic nation? And maybe we should start owning that uh, as individuals within the context of the country country because there is a negative vibe isn't it that's going around mm. i think i think there is a lot of negativity going around but i think it's valid negativity so. i think um the, the the response that you're seeing on social media um to the president's uh, optimism is, is real struggles we've been mm-hmm. in a country that has been repeating problems for a very long time and it seems to be feeling hopeless and helpless because the problems are, are seemingly getting worse. Um, I think I think as a nation in general, for a very a number of reasons, we're struggling to implement solutions. You know, be it economy, the economy, mis, uh, information, lack of resources, mm-hmm. and and so we're not feeling positive. But I don't think it's because we innately pessimistic. Mm-hmm. I think the, the the country's history is very very difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I think there's a lot of pressure to minimize it. There's a lot of pressure to force ourselves to move on from it. Mm-hmm. But on a day-to-day basis, you you cannot minimize the the effects of unemployment. 
Mm. You know, it, 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 it's, it's very dire. You cannot minimize. I mean, how many companies right now are retrenching? Mm. You know, so it's, it's not as easy as wake up and, and look at the, the rainbow nation and how beautiful it mm. is. It doesn't feel that way sure. in, in reality. Yeah. And, and I think it's hard for us to tolerate that difficulty and that pain that we, we actually struggling as a country. We're struggling to, to, to implement a lot of things. Mm. Mm. All right, let's let's wrap it up, and let me find a way to to, to wrap it up uh, with you, Tawanda, in terms of w- the way forward, because it is a complex issue. It's not only societal, but also comes back to the individual. Yeah, you know, it also comes back to the individual. But you know, um, talking about the issue, you're talking about being positive. I understand that you know. Um, the president was telling people to be positive about, uh, uh, last time during the summer, but, you know, with the rate of unemployment, which is high, inflation, we have drug abuse, crime rate, mm-hmm. and the rate of divorces is high. So, you know, it, it's just difficult to be positive about anything. But, you know, it comes back to the individual. When you have a problem, the best way is just to find somebody to talk to mm-hmm. you know, and get help. The right person to talk to as well, Tawanda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Hopelang, what other tips could you offer someone? Because not just about talking to anyone, because you could speak to someone who doesn't have also the IQ to deal mm. with your challenges. Uh, what other tips can we give people on how to deal with some of their uh, mental pressures and how to overcome uh, getting to the point where they feel like, I need to let go and I need to just end my life? I really do emphasize professional help. Um, I think you're right. A lot of us, um, a, a lot of us aren't equipped to deal with these matters. But there are professionals and institutions there and structures that are helpful. I would advise people to go to their local clinics. Um, clinics have psychologists. Some of them do on different days. Your 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 casualties. You know, go to the hospital. The hospital can do assessments. They can admit you. They can locate you to the right structures if you lost. Static itself is is an is an is a, is a structure that is helpful. You go in. They 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 give you information and they will locate you to the. Um, appropriate professional, you know, but locate your psychologist, your social workers, you know, your, your psychologist, and um, unfortunately for those who don't have medical aid, it's not doom and gloom. There are public spaces like your clinic. Start at your local clinic. Fantastic. Um, do, do we have any contact number for SADC? Maybe someone is listening to us saying, you know what, I have all these pressures and maybe the best place to start is to call maybe a helpline or, or something like that just as a start. Pardon? I was just asking, do we have any like maybe numbers that we can go to, or maybe the website of SADC where maybe someone is saying, okay, maybe I can start with calling a helpline or so? The helpline... Um, I don't currently have it on me off my heart, but um, you can sure. you can locate it on the internet if you just go to static.org. Sure. There's the teen um, suicide helpline, there's sure. the 24-hour helpline, there's also an SMS line that they can then call you back if you don't have resources. Exactly. Um, Yeah, I'm actually at the website right now while you were talking there. It's a very simple website. You just go to www.sadac, spelled S-A-D-A-G. That's www.sadac.org. And uh, there's a lot of information and the uh, suicidal emergency contact is there. Yes, I actually have the number now. Sure, sure. 
Um, the helpline is 0800-567-567. Um, it's actually a 24-hour uh, line. Um, there's also the Akiso helpline. It's sure. a psychiatric um, um, franchise. It has yeah. a 24-hour unit um, helpline. You can contact them on 0861 435 787. 